0: I am recording as always from the Hope Mobile. This is our 38 foot motor home that Dave and I live in. Right now we are in Orlando, Florida and I'm occasionally hearing the pitter-patter of rain and you may also occasionally hear the pitter-patter of my little kitty's feet or activities around me. So, just reminding you of that, Dave's pretty good at editing, but sometimes we can't get all of those extra little noises out. So, let's go ahead and get started. When a new year shows up, it brings a myriad of emotions for many of us bereaved parents, especially if this is the first time the calendar has turned since your child died. There are so many words that can describe what we think and how we feel, such as numb, regret, anger, sorrow, fear, confusion, I'm sure you could add quite a few of your own words to this list. And these are all valid for sure. And as you can see, they're also all negative words. It's negative feelings. So, how can we start to move the needle toward the positive, especially if we don't see how that's even possible? Or maybe you're someone who doesn't know if you even want to move in that direction. Well, I believe there is a word that is the bridge between the two, and that is the word hope. When we have no hope, we have no desire to live. Now, we know the enemy is out to steal from us and to kill us. And if he can't do it physically, he will do it to us emotionally. And when our child dies, we have the biggest red target on us for the enemy to do exactly that. We are so vulnerable in our pain and in our darkness. And the enemy comes in and he steals our hope, leaving us wanting to just die and go be with our child and this is usually even more of a struggle for those who lost their only child or they've lost all their children and then there are those who also they don't have a spouse to share this with or a grandchild from their child and they feel totally alone and they really can see no reason to stay here on earth and keep living Even if we do have other children, or like myself, I have the blessing that I have a grandchild left behind from Becca, or we have a wonderful marriage, or maybe we had a life of purpose and passion before our child's death, and all of that comes crashing down, and we're left in a world of darkness and hopelessness, not wanting to be here anymore. It happens to all of us, no matter what we had to live for before it seems like none of that is worth living for now. I know Dave and I have talked about this a lot. And a few years ago, the Lord showed Dave that it's like we have the heart of that shepherd that Jesus talks about, who leaves the 99 to go find the one. It's like that one is lost, that one is missing. And we just want to leave everything else behind to go find that one, don't we? But I need to remind you that the death of our child did not blindside God like it might have done to us. And that means that we do not have to stay a slave chained to our prison of darkness with no hope. Jesus came to break every chain that could ever try to keep us bound. This is not beyond him. He will carry you through this valley of death back into a place of hope. There is a seed of hope already inside of you. If you have Jesus in you, if you have the Holy Spirit in you, you have hope inside of you. It may be dormant at the moment, but it's there. It just needs to be nurtured. And in time, in its season, it will begin to break through the hard ground and it will begin to sprout. So one thing a new year can bring is new hope. A new year can also bring new opportunities. Now hang in here with me because some of you may not see that as a good thing, but it does bring new opportunities to do something different that will possibly help take some of the sting away and move you toward a needed measure of healing along with watering that seed of hope that is in you. Many perivers I know have started meaningful hobbies since the death of their child. I want to just share a few of them that I personally know about. Furniture restoration, pottery, photography, writing songs, writing poetry, jogging, camping, learning to play an instrument, making beautiful personalized mugs. I know a mom who does that now. And some of these hobbies have turned into businesses like the one with the mugs and the pottery and the one who does furniture restoration. She now has a boutique in an upscale area of her city and she sells. I mean, the stuff that she does is absolutely beautiful. And for these perivers, knowing that they're creating something others love enough to purchase has had its own healing element to it. It's been a lot of years, but I have gotten back to knitting again. I used to spend hours knitting, and one year I even knit Easter outfits. Now, I had three kids at the time, not five. I knit Becca a sweater, and I knit her brother a matching vest and sweater, and her baby sister, I knit her a dress. And recently, well, last year, I knit slippers for all my family members, and I really enjoyed it. Starting a new year is a great time to learn something new or to pick up an old hobby you let fall by the wayside over the years. And that's what happened. The woman that I know that does pottery, she did it before. She's picked it up again. She now has a little pottery studio and the stuff she makes is phenomenal. It's gorgeous stuff. It's also a great time to do something to bring awareness to others or maybe to raise money for an organization around the cause of death for your child. I've had Rick Kaufman on the podcast whose three-year-old daughter Kelsey drowned in a public swimming pool eight feet in front of a lifeguard. And Rick started getting involved with water safety, but he quit as things in his life went downhill. He ended up divorced. He was a failure as a dad, and he attempted suicide. And for eight years, he let the darkness of grief consume him and blamed all of his failures on his daughter's death instead of his own bad choices during that time. And 15 years later, Rick came back to the area of water safety and found out that nothing had changed. The numbers of drownings were still the same and there were still too many families with a similar story of children drowning in front of a lifeguard. So God has given Rick favor to be a voice and to help bring awareness of water safety to others in his daughter Kelsey's name, saving lives and sparing other families from finding themselves in this unwanted, painful, lifelong club of child loss. Have you heard of SADS, S-A-D-S? It's like SIDS, sudden infant death syndrome, but with adults, sudden adult death syndrome. I hadn't heard of it until meeting, uh, their now precious friends of ours, Dee and Dave, whose daughter died in her sleep, and it ended up being from a genetic heart issue that no one was aware of. And each fall, they do a 5K run to raise money to put life-saving automated external defibrillators, they're called AEDs, in public places in our community back home in Wisconsin to make life-saving measures available to others. I've had Marcella Johnson on the podcast who invented the Comfort Cub, which is a weighted teddy bear for those who have had pregnancy and infant loss. And these are now being used for mental illnesses. And these bears are everywhere across the nation. My friend Patty Small's daughter, Megan, was killed instantly in a head-on collision by a young college student who was texting behind the wheel of his truck. And in March of 2010, a jury in a civil trial found this young man responsible for the wrongful death. It was only two and a half hours of deliberation of this jury, and it was a landmark verdict that established a precedent for distracted driving accident victims across Texas and throughout the country, and continues to make reckless drivers responsible for their actions. And since that time, Patty has honored her daughter's life by becoming an advocate for distracted driving awareness in the state of Texas. She's now also an advocate for Texas statewide hand-free legislation and she's looking forward to her retirement years where she can become a full-time advocate and a speaker in the local schools and student driving facilities to help children understand these things can happen to you. They happen to my daughter and you don't want to be on either end of this. I just got an email this week from a mom whose son died this past May, and they've already raised $25,000 in honor of her son to bring better medical training and screening for young athletes who may have heart issues that their families are unaware of. These are just a few examples of parents who have decided that they are not going to just sit In the darkness of their child's death, but they're going to make sure that their child's life still matters. And there are so many ways to do that. I'm not just going to encourage you, but I'm going to urge you to do something to help others at some point this year. Maybe you're not quite ready yet, But sometime during this year, I really want you to step out and do something to help people around you. Maybe you could buy some children's books and donate them to the local children's hospital. Be sure to put on the inside cover that the books were donated in loving memory of your child. There are organizations probably around you that are doing silent auctions for a good cause. You could provide a basket for that, knowing that the money that comes in from that basket is going to help this cause. And also, you can leave a card in the basket to let the person who wins that uh, auction basket know that the items were donated in loving memory of your child, and You can feel good about that. You could take a meal or some restaurant gift cards to your local Ronald McDonald House for a family whose child is in the hospital with long-term stay and they can't afford to keep buying their meals out. The possibilities are literally endless on how you can use this year to help someone else within your own painful loss. And remember I also mentioned you can pick up a new hobby or or pick up an old hobby that you haven't done maybe since childhood. You don't know where that's going to take you, and how not only is it going to bring hope to yourself and light back into your life, but you never know what God can do with that. And you may find that whatever this is, starts blessing people around you. I touched on this last week, but I want to talk about it a bit more this week. Sometimes we dread going forward because we feel like it's taking us further away from our child who has left this earth. And I used to feel like I was on the verge of a panic attack, thinking about getting further and further away from my daughter. I could hardly breathe when I would think about being here without her for five years or 10 years or 20 years. It just seemed absolutely impossible. I can't do this. And one day when I was fighting this fear, God graciously spoke to my heart and he pointed out to me that I'm not getting further away from Becca. I'm getting closer to her. Each day I am here on earth brings me one day closer to being reunited with her again. That means every year that I am here on this earth, I am one year closer to being with her again. Wow. Talk about a change in perspective It didn't take away the painful thoughts of her not being here with me for the rest of my time here. It doesn't happen like that. But it did take away that panic type of terror that I kept finding myself in. So a new year can also be a reminder that we are getting that much closer to seeing our children again. And that is exciting. There's no doubt about it. Starting a new year can be extremely difficult as a bereaved parent. New means change, but that doesn't just have to be a negative, painful thing. It can also be a catalyst for new opportunities to move toward a healing that allows you to learn how to live in hope and light and even move toward having meaning and purpose again. And I, when I talk about getting to a place of healing, I never ever mean that we get to a place of healing where what happened doesn't matter, our child's behind us and it's all good again. That is impossible. But when I'm talking about getting to a place of healing, I'm talking about getting to a place where we can function and live life again. So ask yourself what you can do differently to move yourself in that direction. And if you can't think of anything, ask God to show you what you can do. And if you don't even want to move in that direction, ask the Holy Spirit to give you the desire to help someone in some way, no matter how small you think it may be. You may think that's impossible, but there are so many of us who thought it was impossible for us as well, who want to encourage you in this. New is a word that can mean hope. A new year can bring new hope, new light, new life, and new possibilities. Take a few minutes. And allow the words New Year to take on a different meaning for you. Give yourself permission for the possibility that a new year means that you can move away from this darkness and fear into peace and a greater measure of healing for your shattered heart. Those of us who have been on this journey for a while know it can be done. You are not alone. Let's do this together. Before we go on to the birthday segment, I want to remind you how important it is to spend time with others who get it. I just said you're not alone because they've also lost a child from this earth. GPS Hope has two weekend getaway retreats planned this spring to give you an opportunity to do that, and we're planning two more during the summer. Just go to gpshope.org slash retreat to find out more information. Right now, there's only the two there for the spring, but we're working on the summer ones, and we'll let you know when those are there. Also, be sure to check out the Grief Cruise that is set for January of 2023. We just did this for the first time in December, and it was wonderful. I used to not want to get around a group of other bereaved parents because I thought it was just going to be a bunch of people sitting around boohooing about our kids and I would leave feeling worse than when I went. But I guarantee you that is not the case. So I really encourage you to at least check these out. You can find out more about the cruise at gpshope.org slash cruise. I'm going to put a link to the retreats and the grief cruise in the show notes. I will also put a link in there to the podcast episodes with some of the people that I talked about a few minutes ago in case you want to hear what they have to say. Also, if you listen to this podcast on an app such as Apple Music or Stitcher or iHeartRadio, would you please leave a rating there, hopefully five stars or the highest they, they have, and possibly write a short review? The more reviews and ratings there are, the more that this podcast is pushed higher in the search engines when parents are looking for hope and help with child loss to find us. Plus, if they read how it's helped you and others, there'll be more willing to give it a try and listen for themselves. Before I share this week's birthdays, I want to let you know I'm going to change things up slightly. For those who are regular listeners and you have sent in your child's birthday, you know in the past since the podcast comes out each week on Tuesdays, I have announced the birthdays on the week based from You know, Tuesday to Tuesday. But I'm going to start going from the typical week of Sunday to Saturday to make it just a bit less confusing on which week your child's birthday will be announced. And I just want to let you know that Dave always sends out an email to the perivers the week your child is announced so that you don't forget to listen for your child's name to be read. And starting this year, when your child's birthday has been announced, they will be removed from the list and you'll have to re-add them. And I'm sorry about the inconvenience. And when we send you the email to remind you that your child's birthday is being shared, we will also remind you and put a link in there to re-sign up if you want your child announced the next year. And the reason we're doing that is because the lists are growing. You may have noticed that. We've had some where we've had 7, eight, ten kids to announce, and I'm happy to do that. But, you know, sometimes pre believers get to a point where they're just ready to move on and they don't need the weekly podcast or the weekly word of hope. They're to a point where it's like I'm ready to live my life and not feel like I'm immersed in my child's death. And so for those, we don't want to keep announcing the birthdays of children, of people who aren't listening to the podcast anymore. And so to keep that list from growing endlessly, and you may feel like I'm talking endlessly right now, sorry about that, We're going to take your child's birthday off. Like I said, you'll get an email and it will remind you to re-add your child if you want to do that. So let's go ahead with this birthday segment. This week, we just have one birthday to announce. Ryan Hines was born on January 7th and is forever 27. And we are honored to celebrate this birthday with his family. Now, if you've not had your son or daughter added to our list for our birthday segment, all you have to do is go to gpshope.org birthdays, submit the needed information, and we will add your son or daughter to our birthday segment the week of his or her birthday. Bad Things do happen to good people. I know that's a phrase we hear, but it's true. And we don't understand it while we're here on this earth, but horrible and even evil things happen to God's people. The question is, are you going to become bitter or better? What value are you going to place on the life of your child? That is where the mind shift happens. Life or death, Personally, I refuse to let my child's death cause more death, meaning my own, because we all feel like we died when our child died. I will not give the enemy that kind of victory because Jesus lives. My child continues to live and I can live a meaningful life while I'm still here waiting to join her. I have allowed my God to make good on his promises in my life, to give strength to the weary and hope to the hopeless. And I will allow that hope to continue to grow in me as it becomes joy that reaches beyond death, both my child's and mine. I hope and pray in this new year of 2022 that you decide to make the same choice. It's a process. And as you work your way through it, remember H-O-P-E, hold on, pain eases, there is hope.